but here, on the very <laughs> rim of known space, justice is a F it, we're doing it live. Way. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Spaz. Hello. Your co-host, Julie. Hello from the Great Smoky North, where you'll probably drop Still? over dead if you ha- yes, if you have asthma. Oh, oh God, I'm sorry. I I didn't know it had I didn't know it hadn't gotten better. It's just hotter now, right? It's just worse now. Yes. Just hotter, and oh. the fires of Canada are still burning. That's great. That's that's great. Um, I feel bad for Canada, actually. Like you, I looked into it after we talked about it last time, and yeah, there are some fires they just cannot get to. It's it's tragic. Um, the smoke over part of Canada looks like a huge smoky tornado. It's horrifying. <laughs> oh man! Uh, also joining us is your co-host Thorsten. Hello. Your co-host Jacob. Lonely, I miss the lonely. <laughs> so, uh, David can't join us. He is coming back from vacation. He'll be back with us next week. Uh, and, and neither can the guest. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, I hope he's okay. We were supposed to have a guest today to talk about the game that uh, is currently uh, streaming behind us as we talk. The Trade Prince. Um which is I've I've been enjoying it. I've got I'm three missions in I think, and uh, and it feels very much like their older games. Um, it feels very much like the Viceroy, especially. Um, yeah, the developer of this did two previous games under another. Um, I don't know what happened. We're gonna. I was gonna ask him. <laughs> he showed up. He showed up. Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna ask him if he showed up. Uh, uh, he did two. Pre- he did two previous games called The Viceroy and After the Empire, both of which I enjoyed very much. They're very, they're higher level, different types of strategy, economic puzzle type games that are very different and very good. I really like them both. And when he emailed me and said, "Hey, we're under a new name, doing a new game," I'm like, "Oh my god!" I'm so, I, I was very happy because I'm like, after the Empire. After after the Empire, <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, they kind of went like like didn't hear anything. So I wasn't I never knew what happened, but I was hoping to find out. And yeah, that's um, yeah. So uh, we'll talk about the game a bit, I guess. So you did you did any of you guys get any time with it? I played a bit of it. I got a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's it's a little weird. Like, I love what it's trying to do, and it just i i would tell the, I would tell this to the developer if he was here. It needs a better tutorial. It, it, yeah, it, it, lads, we kind of um, we kind of don't know what the hell we're doing here. Like, yeah, we're supposed it, to run a guest podcast without a guest because yeah, they just didn't show up. It, need, it needs. A, it, I'm sorry, but a paragraph in the corner of a screen is not a tutorial, especially if you want to appeal to people who've never played your game before. Yeah, it's uh, it needs a little more than that, and I'm a little worried because this game is supposed. One, I'm a little worried for this re- because the game is supposed to launch in two days as we record this, and um, and uh, the tutorial I don't think is ready. And and two, Thorsten, thanks to I guess luck or kismet or what, the the thing wouldn't run on your computer, and so that helped the developer find a crazy bug. Um, which 
earlier today. Earlier today, as we record this, the developer showed up in the stream. And so he was there when I said, hey, we're doing a podcast with you in two hours. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I feel now a bit guilty that I might be responsible. No, I don't think you're responsible. It's like, if you don't do this week, if you don't do for if it's me and I don't do a thing weekly like this, I could so easily forget. Even if it's on my calendar, you know, or whatever, I could so easily forget. You know, we've all done that. And I know I'm trying, I'm trying to, you know, be polite and give the benefit of the doubt while my leg is bleeding. It's not bleeding. It just hurts a lot. Cause wow. My cat gave me a scratch. I just noticed it. Like, why does my leg ah, hurt? Oh cat. shit. Yeah, one fun thing we did, I did, I was doing, folks, before we started recording, is trying to get one of my cats into a carrier so she can go to the vet. And, ah, and ah, it had yeah. a predictable response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, some, yeah, she did not want to, <laughs> and uh, didn't like it. Didn't, didn't like it. it. Didn't like it. Oh, the the meow she made on the way to the car were just heartbreaking. Um, but. This game, uh, it's kind of a trade. Like if if y'all played logistical, which I don't know how many of y'all play. I'm talking. I'm not talking to just my co-host. I'm talking to the audience. Uh, there's a puzzle. They call it a strategic puzzle game. It's a logistical puzzle called logistical. It's an amazing series of games. Amazing. I love them. Uh, and this reminded me of that in, in the way you're figuring out how to get supplies to those who demand it. And this game is interesting because you have all these planets, um, but but you have a mission like so far I've done three of these and the game is broken into missions and each mission you have a specific goal, like get 250 units of water, the goal. And every time you have to get it through the main planet, which then goes to the Stargate or whatever, or the jump gate or whatever. And that's what counts when it goes through the jump gate. So you got, if, if the, if the central planet can't build water pumps, for example, you have to find a connected planet that will, um, and then eventually get it all working to when uh, the um, the required resources go to the jump gate. But you can also unlock other things as you're playing. Like you have advisors you can unlock. Um, you have advisors you can unlock uh, as you... Um... Oh, I never hit the record button. Whoops. Now, now, it's really, now the, luck, the lucky thing is I have a backup. Uh, oh, good. We're going great today. No, uh, OBS is also recording a file as well that I can use. Um, it won't be as good as the wave file that I usually record, but it'll be, you know, redundancy. So, yeah. So basically this game is a logistical puzzle game and you have a mission and, um, and when, and when the mission is done, you can either move on to the next one or keep playing a little bit and try and unlock or upgrade your advisors by, uh, solving more logistical puzzles. I, I enjoyed it. It really felt a lot like the Viceroy, which I also enjoyed. Uh, and I would tell the developer that if they were here. Um, <laughs> but uh, what did you guys think of it that when you played it? I mean, Julie, you said you didn't really grok it, which is completely understandable. Uh, what about what about the other? Uh, what about you? And Thorsten, you can play it. So Jacob or Spaz, because you guys did get some time with it. What did you guys think of it? Confusing. Uh but interesting. I didn't play a lot of it. I played like an hour, I think. But uh, I enjoyed it. But yeah, I enjoyed it for the most part. Offer. 
I think it has a lot to offer. I don't think it is a a good game to start with if you're new to this sort of logistical puzzle. Oh no! Oh no! Game. <laughs> no, 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 it, no, no, it expects no, no. you to have some some previous experience, I would say. And if you don't have that, you're going to have a difficult time getting into it. But if you do, I mean, it's already very niche. This kind of logistical puzzle genre regardless of of how it's framed is fairly niche as it is super niche yeah very very niche yeah very very niche yeah oh the the developer isn't even online he isn't even on discord i just noticed so i wonder if he's having internet problems that would suck (laughs) so spasm possible we're going to do a tangent I'm honestly surprised you got any time with this, given how much you've been enjoying Jagged Alliance 3, apparently. Oh, only 65 hours since launch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. When was it launched? Uh, Friday. Within the last wow. week. Yeah. Like not even a full week. Yeah. Um, Did you sleep? <laughs> yeah. A little bit. <laughs> Did you eat sleep? Uh <laughs> Um, no, I don't I, have any cold to remind me to eat, but yes, I did. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I keep hearing how great it is, but I'm going to be honest. The, the older I get, the more I realize some games aren't just aren't, oh, God damn it. I'm sorry. Just aren't for me anymore. And I have a feeling Jagged Alliance might be one of those. Like, I just don't have the patience for fiddly moving around guys on a map and it sounds great, but I, uh, I just don't think I'll play it, which is a shame because it looks great, but I got to It is really, really good. But yeah, I understand. It's not, it's not a game that you would have a lot of fun with. I don't think so. Even though 20 years ago, you would. Yeah, exactly. I played the original Jagged Alliance, Deadly Games and Jagged Alliance 2 20, 30 years ago, enjoyed the hell out of them, but I was a different person 20 or 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The older I get, the more I realize morality is creeping up on me. And therefore I'm like, I don't have the, t- I don't have the time or patience to move these guys around anymore, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm really glad to hear it's good because there were a lot of attempts to like kind of relaunch jagged Alliance. There were what five or six games and they were all terrible. There was, Wildfire. Well, I wouldn't say they they ranged from being terrible to unfinished, what, as in launching in an unfinished state. There was a, a Jagged Alliance flashback, for example. Right. And that one. Wait, hang on a second, Jacob. Are you okay? Me? Oh, yeah. Hang on. There's uh, some it, kind of breathing going on is- in the mic. Oh, I leaned into close. My apologies. No, no worries. <laughs> We're having fun today, y'all. We're having a good time. <laughs> this is going to be our weird. Yeah. This is going to be our second weirdest show ever. Uh, our weird. We're not going to second. Well, we told we talked about the first weirdest uh, before we started. We're not. I'm not. We're not going to tell you folks which one it is. Uh, we don't want to down talk anyone. But yeah, this will probably be the the second weirdest show we've ever. Done. <laughs> All our shows are some, sometimes weird. 
That's fair. I don't disagree. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But like, I don't think we've had this issue happen with this new crew. Uh, where the guest just hasn't no, appeared. No, the first time with this crew. With this yeah, crew, with this crew. The last yeah, crew. first. Yeah, with the last crew, it happened once or twice. We know it happened at least once. Uh, the guest showed up almost an hour late, uh, and that was a that was a rough show. I don't even remember what we were talking about leading up to him finally arriving. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Um but, for, but folks, this game is uh, the Trade Prince here. It's supposed to come out in two days as we record this. It's slated to come out uh, July 21st. It is July 19th today. Oh, my cat's... My cat doesn't like that my other cat isn't here. She is meowing up a storm right now. Or maybe she does like it. She, this is how she expresses joy. Like, oh my god, I finally have the house to myself. This is amazing. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so... Um, I, I will tell you. Th- oh wait, my uh, the guest just uh, messaged me. What's going on? Uh, oh, let me switch. Com- let me switch computers. The, the podcast might happen. Wait. Okay. What? I, I'm dying to know what's going on. Because, I mean, <laughs> okay, uh, friends, we might have our show after all. Uh, <laughs> just hang tight. We're having a good time. We're having fun here. We're, just being together is really what matters in the end. Just just being here with all you guys uh, is really the high point. One of the high points of my week. Um, so I'm just glad we're doing this at all. We didn't do this last week because I just wasn't feeling well. Um, but uh, maybe we shouldn't have done it today either. I don't know. <laughs> no, if he's going to show up, I mean, that's great, but... Okay, it says he's online now. He's going to switch computers? I'm, I'm not sure what's happening. I I'm, see he's online in Discord, at least. Yeah, he just, pri- he just uh, private messaged me saying he's going to switch computers. Okay. <laughs> so hopefully it, hopefully it was just a technical issue and not something worse. Yeah, I ho- yeah hopefully it was just a, oh, I missed the calendar notification or something. Because I am pretty sure, let me double check, I am pretty sure I sent him a calendar invite. I am, I am, I always send, I, I actually don't, I always send a calendar invite. Hang on, let me, pretty sure. Every time such, thing, such things happen, I... I have always a fear that there are uh, some real life issues. Yeah, that's my, that's, ah, that's, yeah. That's where my brain, that's where my brain goes as well. Like there's a, there's a, there's a real life problem. Hey, there he is. And we can't hear him. Okay. Well, you know, that's what happens when we we do it. But hey, he's here, friends. He's here. It's progress. We're getting there. (laughs) One step at a time. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yes. Now we can. Yes. I yes. am so sorry. You sent me an invite for uh, 12 hours later than this. I did? <laughs> Wait, what? <gasps> I'm oh, so sorry. No, that's my fault. Like, that's up. my fault. Oh, shit, you guys. It's my fault. Oh, I, sent a, I sent an invite for 9.45 p.m. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. 
Oh, okay. So, are you st- um uh are you still up for this man or do you want to reschedule like like are you still I'm excited. You- okay. Do it. Oh my god, I feel so stupid. I've never done that. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I was going to say that is very much a first. That is also that a, is first. a first. That is a first. Oh my god. Friends, we're this breaking is, new grounds, lads. Friends, this is entirely on me. I am so so sorry. This is entirely on me. Very unprofessional. I am so sorry. I'm usually better at this. I c- what the? F- You're absolutely right. I set it to nine forty-five p.m. I set the end time right though, eleven a.m. But it f- put to the next day. So <laughs> I thought it was long. <laughs> oh my god, uh, dude! I am. You don't know how sorry I am. You don't know how. So everyone, Christian Purser of Blazing Hello. Nebula Games to talk about the trade prints. Hey, how's, how's it going? Well, you can see how it's going. <laughs> <laughs> the joys of doing it live. You can see how it's going. Oh, my God, sir. I, Part of the magic. I, yeah. <laughs> the magic. <laughs> the fucking razzle dazzle. Uh. That's right. The showmanship. <laughs> Sir, I am so sorry. I cannot apologize enough. I feel so terrible. No problem. For under the bridge, I'm just happy you. to be here. We're happy to have you too because we were talking about your game. So I, you, in the first, we did talk about your game before you got here, but let's talk about it now. Um, so it's basically how would you describe it? Because I described it as a logistical puzzle game. How would you describe it? It's your yes, game. Huh? I think that's exactly what it is. It's logistical. And that's, I think, the first word in my Steam description. I said the trade prince is a logistical, uh, I think I said strategy game, but puzzle game's the same Same to me. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a supply chain building creation game. Absolutely. Logistical puzzle game. It really reminded me of, um, well, one, the Viceroy. It reminded me a lot of the Viceroy, which I do want to talk about. Yeah. But I don't know if you've ever heard of a series of games called Logistical, which is also no. a strategic like logistical puzzle game where you have either a state or the whole globe and you're moving things from one city to another to unlock the city and get more cities. Mm. And yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely friggin' wonderful. I love them to death. And your game reminded me of that in a very good way. Great. Um, well, I'll look that up. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're terrific. If you're going to get one, get either logistical earth or logistical three. Those are the most recent ones. Um, do. Actually, logistical earth actually has a tutorial. So that's probably the one you want to get. Oh my god. That's always a plus. Can you guys hear that? I'm hearing meowing. Yes, we can hear meowing. So, that is my... Matilda! So, it's kind of a weird... It's kind of a weird day here, uh, Christian. My other cat, we just took to the vet. And so, I think... I'm not sure what's going on. Hang on a second. What are you doing? Oh, okay. When I was a kid, I had a pair of Siamese cats. Oh. And if one of them even left the room, the other one would just be, like, very displeased. So, oh, sure. hi. She's coming here now. Hello. Um, yeah, she probably has no idea what to do with herself now that she has the whole place to herself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Too much freedom for one cat. I'm so, I'm so used to the other one bothering me. Where is she? Um, so... I have to ask. So after the Viceroy and after after the Empire, which is very difficult to say, yeah. by the way, after after the Empire, yeah, after after the Empire, <laughs> <laughs> I have to really focus my brain to say it properly. Um, both of which I really enjoyed. Uh, 
you kind of disappeared after yeah. after the Empire. Can I ask what happened? Absolutely. I'll tell you all about it. Um, so I had always, I got into programming. That's what I do for a living. Because I wanted to do games. The first thing I ever programmed was a game. That was when I was in junior high. I programmed a MUD in BASIC. I don't know if you guys... <laughs> oh, I played yeah. lots of MUDs. Wow. In BASIC, no less. In BASIC. Damn. Basic. Christ uh, almighty. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was real bad. And I distributed it in my, ju- in my junior high on floppy disks. It was oh, very shit. unpopular. But anyway, I did it. Um, Sorry, uh, that that hits me hard. That hits me hard. If if I if I was in junior high school, I was very unpopular in junior high school. So if I was if I was distributing floppy disks to kids and be like, "What the fuck is this?" Punch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brian Rubin selling illegal floppy disks on the street. <laughs> well, I, I, and also the kids that went to my high school were not computer savvy or smart enough to know what it was so they'd be just like what are you trying to give me Ruben punch um, so, uh, <laughs> um, can I so, eat it? so that hits hard <laughs> that hits wait, that hits hard <laughs> okay it's anyway being extremely uncharitable but yeah oh man I okay mean, so I anyway mean, can I eat I mean can Kept I doing. eat it would be would be pretty okay so your uh, first so your first game was on floppies for crying out loud yeah. Wow. Uh, after that, I made uh, incremental games in Java during college. Um, but I had a friend, and, and th- this was during high school and the beginning of college, but I had a friend whose father was a programmer, and they were just very poor. Their family was poor, from my perspective, right? So I thought, uh, programmers don't make any money, so I'll go to something else. So I went into philosophy uh, in college for the money, of course. <laughs> um, you went? <laughs> I'm oh. sorry. You oh. went where for money? Yeah. See, that's the thing. It didn't make any sense. I said, oh. I like I programming, it. but that clearly you don't make a lot of money doing that. So I'm going to go. And then I didn't think, what's the new thing for money? I just thought, what's fun? And I went to philosophy. Uh, philosophy was your backup major? It was a terrible thing. <laughs> didn't do me any good. Oh I'm glad we agree it wasn't a good idea because that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, uh, phenomenal. <laughs> After that, I just fell back into programming again because I could get a job doing it. And it, can't, it, can't be, it can't be worse than philosophy. No, no. <laughs> um, programming has been great to me, honestly. I uh, can't complain about it. Um, as soon as I felt like I had the ability to do it, I raised some... Uh, I, I mean, raising money seems grandiose for what it was, but I, I, got, I got backers, uh, people to back me in re- return for... You know, the profit, not not all the profit, but just a share of the profit. Um, and they backed me for those first two games. And they honestly probably would have backed me for a third, but I was just going, I'm making less money doing this because it was taking me so long to do them than I would just working for a programming company. And it's just so much more work. It just stressed me out so bad. Mm. So after that, I was just done and I just like left and couldn't look back. And it's funny because in hindsight, and I tell people this, I'd be like, oh, it was just rough. You know, all the feedback, all the people, people like, oh, were they mean? I was like, no, they were nicer than I deserved, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) They were nice. I never had a mean person. You know what I mean? It was just, you know, people that wanted to play the game and it didn't work. If You know, that's the worst that I ever got. Wow. Um, But it kind of, that was enough to burn me out of it. And and the fact that I was making less money than I was was hoping to. Mm, I just went back to programming and I thought I'd never come back. 
Well, we're glad you did. I got. I have to say, I'm. I was sad to see that. No, that you know, after what after happened, that there were no further games from. What was the name of your last studio? I'm blanking. Goatee Games. Yeah, Goatee Games. Because I really liked the Viceroy and After the Empire. They were yeah. very, very different, and and yeah. very, very unique. Uh, maybe to the detriment of sales. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, agree, I'm sure. <laughs> but um, I really liked them both. I uh, I played both of them for several hours each, and I I thought they were great. And and so so when you sent me an email saying, "Hey, I'm back," I'm like, "Oh my god!" Because <laughs> no lie, <laughs> the, we were, the return of the king. No lie, we were talking about the viceroy on our Discord like a couple of weeks before you emailed me. Oh, that's funny. Because we ran into, I think, another high-level strategy game, and I was like, this reminds me of this. I can never remember the name. This reminds me of this game from, like, six years ago that was, like, this high-level economic game. What the hell was that thing called? <laughs> Took, like, eight years to figure. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, the Viceroy. That's what it was. Um, <laughs> it was hard to remember for some reason. But uh, what brings you back after getting burned out? What brings you back? Well... I would reflect on it and just be like, what, what burned me out? That's the thing is like looking back at it, I can't see what stressed me out so much. I don't think it was even the games. I think it was just the existence of being a much more inexperienced programmer and person when I did it, you know what I mean? As well as just the stress of it needed to work. Right. Cause I had backers, but um, wasn't, wasn't paying my bills. You know what I mean? As much as like your your nine to five senior software engineering position, right? So I had a lot of pressure that I put on myself. And the truth is, the truth is the games did real well. Like if you look at the averages, my games, you know, beat the averages. I don't have any complaints about that. I'm, I'm shocked oh, how many sales I made. That's great. Um, yeah, I mean, they sold, you know, a lot. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, but just not, not as much as if you're like distribute that over the two years I was taking to make them as much as I would make as a software engineer. So what brought me back is over the years, I've always been a fast programmer. I've just gotten faster and faster. And so it's gotten to the point where I, I finished my work week. You know, I do my 40 hours. I do my work for my, uh, for my regular old programming company. And then it comes to after work in the weekend and I go, I've got more, I've got more programming to do. I've got more fancy typing energy. Right. So I just, I was sort of like, well, what am I going to do? And I'm like, I'll just start making a game for, for fun. And I started making this game about mm, maybe 10 months ago, nine months ago now. Holy, wait, what? I, yeah. Holy crap. It, this looks like a much more mature than nine or 10 months. I'm just very fast and I've gotten faster. Um, and wow. I, it's funny because I really was quite quick even with the first ones, but I, I'm a self-taught programmer, right? So like the Viceroy isn't even object oriented, right? It's, it's completely uh, procedural and functional. Um, and then after the empire is barely object oriented, so this one's just—I mean, I, I mean, actually, for my work, I mostly teach programming at a, at a very large company, um, so I was just able to do it quickly. Um, and I like doing stuff like this; it's sort of like my artistic outlet. And uh, I, so I just got back into it. I got pulled right back in, like I always did, basically. And I'm I'm glad that I'm here because it's—I tell you what—it's way better to be doing it on the weekends and not having to stress. If this game sells 25 copies, I mean. That'll be amazing. I hope those people have a great time. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Those seem to be the happiest uh, developers we've run into where it's it's not their primary job. And so if it, yeah. if it's successful, you know, great. But if it's not, okay. You know, it's yeah. just, it's, they're, not, they're not hedging all their bets on it, which is, you know, 
safe, and and that's yeah. completely a, a a very smart way to go. But uh, yeah, I, I've noticed over the years that those those are the programmers that are just like, hey, you know, if it does well, great. Yeah, I mean, it's. it's well, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah, and, that's what I feel so far. Yeah, and um, I mean that's great that this is your outlet, you know, because then we get to play more of your games. Um, yeah, so, yeah. So that's great for us. Now we did have a cup. We did have at least one critique. Um, we that we feel the tutorial could be a bit more fleshed out. Okay, uh, it's you want a longer it, tutorial. Uh, just maybe, I don't even know if longer is the best. What do you guys think? Cause you guys read, you guys, you guys butted heads with it more than I did. Um, I am the newbiest player in this style of game. And, um, I really wanted to enjoy your game and I can appreciate how much work went into it. It looks wonderful. And it, this bothers me the most because I want to enjoy this game, but when you're coming at it from my standpoint, getting into this game from other types of game is it's like a paragraph in the corner of the page broken into 13 parts. And I look at this and I feel like I was back in grad school in advanced statistics oh. and there needs it's it's like that scene in the Vin Diesel movie where he says, pretend you're educating somebody. I think you're talking to someone who was educated in the uh, what's the, the juvenile system. In fact, don't pretend. Uh, you know, so it's kind of like a barrier to people like me who assume I don't know anything about these kind of games because you'd probably be right. Okay. All right. I'll do that. I'll rewrite it. That's a, that's a good critique. Will do. Yeah, we we want your game to to work. That's why we're giving you these. Did you ever figure out the uh, the bug that Thorsten was having? By the way, totally did. Actually, I was. I the reason why I logged back into the Discord was to tell him that I was pushing uh, patch to fix it. Oh yay! <laughs> now, we always love when a dev shows up in our streams to do live bug fixing. We we really uh, we really always love that. Uh, We've had that happen before, and it's never not funny. It's never not great. Yeah, it's it's always been it's always been fantastic. So every time that happens, we're just kind of giddy. You're like, oh, look at developers here, yeah, because we love developers. Okay. We love you guys. Seriously, oh, thanks. Oh, we do well, because. God. Oh, I was just going to say, to me, it's especially refreshing because when you think about, and I know some people in the industry, you know, and it's like, I know one person in the industry and I can, that when I can call him up and say, hey, this is broken. He said, okay, I'll take care of it right away. But a lot of other people say, yeah, well, you know, I'll get around to it one of these days, you know, and it's like, wow, it fixed right away. You know, what a refreshing, how refreshing is that? Well, I appreciate your feedback so that I know to fix it. Um, it's funny. I think, I think it's hard. I think it's hard to be a game dev as like a, as like oh, yeah. a job. Being a game dev as a hobby is awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> That's a that's a great way to look at it because like I I've heard all these stories about developers at AAA studios just just burning out and stressing out all the time because of all the crunch oh, yeah. and everything and it oh it's terrible yeah it's a, but when when you're doing it just for fun that's probably the best way to do it and you can tell that when you made a lot of these games when they're good especially you can tell that it was made for fun more than to make a buck. And so, right. and so many of these indie games we play, you can tell we're made for fun. Um, yeah. 
Because one thing we've always heard from developers over and over again is I'm making the game I want to play. Yeah. Uh, and no one made the game I want to play. I am making the game I want to play. And that, um, that's what I've. Hmm? Sorry, go ahead. No, you were saying something. I've always. It's, I actually have a funny story about that because over and over again, I go, I want to make a game. I want to make a game that does well. And then it takes about two weeks for me to be just making exactly what I want and completely forgetting what I should be doing, quote unquote. Um, and they all just become like passion projects in the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, my, uh, that's, that's, how, that's how it should be, though. These things are fun. I guess. These, these things are supposed to be fun. I mean, yeah. and it's great when they're fun for you to make. You know, that's that's even better. Like we've run into yeah. a few devs where you can tell the the stress of game development is wearing on them a bit. You know, we can we can we can totally tell. Um, thankfully, it doesn't. Thankfully, it doesn't happen that often. But uh, I mean, it does. It does with those big studios. It's so rough. I worked at um, I worked at a very large slot machine company, which is an interesting kind of video game. Uh, thing. I was gonna say that sounds very unique. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but there, it's actually a really standard. It's weird to say it's a really standard game development environment. You wouldn't you wouldn't think it is, but slot machine companies, the way they work is it's sort of like working for a flash game studio or something. You're like, how often do you put out a game? They're like every month. Um, Jesus. <laughs> well, you're you're reskinning their math, and it's you and a team. It's a you, a math person, like a statistician, two artists, and a sound person. And they have a framework, and so you're just plugging stuff in, and all modern uh, slot machine games have a mini game in them, which is like a little flash game that you're making, right? But it's not skill-based, or it has to be varyingly skill-based. Anyway, but it was just, it was funny how quickly working there, I worked there for maybe one, I think I worked for one game, (laughs) so so four weeks or whatever that is, plus training, right? And how quickly it just drained the enjoyment out of it, just with the stress and the, we got to have it by this and by that. And then you have to get through approval. And it's just, it's a whole different world. I believe it. I actually did uh, game testing for a uh, online poker company like 20 years oh, yeah. ago. And I was like, okay, it's, it's video games. It, it's probably going to be yeah. fun, right? No, mm-hmm. complete opposite of whatever fun is. No, it was horrible. <laughs> I couldn't wait to leave. I actually quit. I never quit jobs. That was like the one job I actually quit because <laughs> I yeah. could. It was terrible. Um, so yeah, I totally get it. But yeah, it's it's got to be great. Like just being able to do this for a good time. Loving it. <laughs> so where the concept of this one? Because it does it, it does seem similar to the Viceroy. Yet I I, I have to say I love that it's mission based because that makes it oh, very thanks. that makes it very. Easy. I, I'm I'm a big fan of things being broken into missions, and yeah. and so for me having this be like because I've seen other logistical puzzle games, and eventually it's like okay this is getting a little too big I need to stop, um, but with this broken yeah. into missions it's like oh it's kind of bite sized I have a quick, uh, a, a very specific focus. So where did that idea come from? Because I I have to say I love the idea of be, having it be mission based. Well, I originally, originally it wasn't when I made it first, I guess that makes sense. You, you make the core of the thing first, right? Um, it yes. was just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was just a big sprawling thing and there were far more tiers than there currently are. Like as an, in an attempt, cause you can go up to like tier 10 goods in this. Um, and there were like tier 13, 14 goods. 
um, and the goods required more inputs because it was just me trying to be like this just has to go forever right you just have to be able to sit down in the map and play it for 50 hours right um and then i was like oh i want to add skills skills so there was like a progression character and then i also wanted to add and that's is what caused me to add the characters with the different powers um and then I'm like, well, how do I add skills? And then I'm like, oh, well, let's just have a mission that just uh, you 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 deliver this, and then you get a point. Um, and then uh, my wife was playtesting it, and she's like, you know what? It should start with not tier thirteen good or whatever it was at the time. And I'm like, oh, I'll just start with a tier one so that people can learn how to do it, and then tier two, and then tier three, and so on, and just like chain it together like that to make it. Uh, easier to get into and and more bite sized. And I think it's a lot more fun because just like you say, I. Whenever I come back to some game, Civilization, Europe Universalis, Stellaris, whatever, and I'm like 13 hours into a game, but I haven't played for two weeks, I'm just like, well, I guess I'm restarting this. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I don't know what's going on anymore. I have no memory of this place. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, so I thought but- I could fix that because even if you restart it, you've only lost a few minutes and you probably stop playing right after beating a stage. So I hope that would fix that. Uh, so how many missions are there in the game? There are nine. Oh, so there's two different ways to look at it. Uh, it okay. goes from mission one through ten, and then it. So there's there's one through ten goods. So you do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, ten, and then after that it restarts, but you get a plus one permanent skill point, so it's like faster the next time. Uh, there's a hundred story missions, like the story lasts for a hundred missions, and you could do nine hundred and ten missions to max out your character. Oh, there's wow. your answer. There's, those oh, are the wow. three ways: ten, a hundred, or nine hundred and ten. Oh, that's okay. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I also, I forgot about this part, but I also like that you are a character basically in the game. Yeah. And you have skills. Like there aren't a lot of strategy games where you're a, you're an actual character in the game. Like there's what total war, Warhammer, and, uh, yeah. Emperor of the fading Suns, Crusader King, maybe. Yeah. Crusader Kings. Oh, old world, of course. Um, yeah. but there aren't, there aren't maybe heroes of might and magic, I guess, but for the majority of strategy games, you're not a character at all. You're just like this nebulous presence, god like entity the spirit, thing. Yeah. The spirit yeah. of the nation, as you apparently <laughs> are in Civ or Europa. Yeah. Uh, Which always makes it very weird. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> I like. Uh, so, so speaking of, of civilization and games like that. First off, do I buy every civilization and play it for a ton of hours? Of course. Of course I do. It's amazing. <laughs> but it, We appreciate the honesty. The <laughs> granularity of it bothers me. Like that, like, you're uh, supposed to be, like, you have three cities, but you're, like, the dominant. It's oh. like a conceit of the game. And as, as part of that, that's why in the Viceroy, you're, like, a person. You're the Viceroy. You're doing something, right? And in the trade prints it's the same it's the same concept it's you're a person person in the setting you're not an amorphous thing you have a real position in it and then i i like being able to put pictures and stuff in because that was the main it was like one of the first feedbacks i got from the viceroy was people being like uh it'd be really cool if you had like a picture of your character so you could know who you were if you could like maybe choose so uh, i was excited to put that in so i guess it's feedback from the viceroy as well where did you get the artwork, by the way? We were wondering if it's AI-driven or not. It kind of has that kind of AI look to it, but we're, we weren't sure. Yeah, let me let me tell you the story. Let me tell you my AI story. So after I... <laughs> I, I here we go, here we after go. After <laughs> I 
It's after I stopped with after the Empire, I told myself, you know what the future of video games is? The future of video games is because if I can program these things by myself, my problem is I can't do the art, right? And so I started going. I live in a city called Provo, uh, Provo, Utah, uh, and it's a it's weirdly like one of the centers of uh, of of like um, atelier style like art drawing. Like you really like there are places you can go. Know people who hit you with a stick and tell you how to draw that sort of thing, which is hard to find in a lot of places. It's like here, Chicago. It's because of a, a particular man. Uh, named Bridgman that's from here or came here. Anyway, so I went through that. I went and spent two years every day practicing, going to things, going to life drawing classes, going to quick pose classes, uh, practicing drawing, and so that I would make the art for my next games because I'm like, I'll just do it because it would be so much faster for me to just be able to do it, money aside, to be able to make exactly the art that I wanted than having to correspond with people. And I never thought I was, you know, the games are never going to be successful enough to, you know, I'm not going to have a studio people or whatever. You know what I mean? It's always going to be freelance. And I respect those people and they really got me to where I am. And, you know, that, but I was like, I'll, I'll join them. Right. And then right as I sort of got to the end of that process and I started making games again, the AI art thing came out and that was just such a dark couple of weeks for me. I tell you. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. I can, I can believe it. Oh man. We are, oh. we're not fans. Well, I, okay, I'm going to say myself, I am not a fan of this whole no. AI thing. Uh, I'm not a fan at all. I'm, I'm hardly against it. I mean, have these people seen Terminator? Come on. Jesus. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. <laughs> so, I, I, said, I had a couple, I mean, just seriously despairing weeks. I'm like, great, well, that was two years of my, you know, admittedly I was working or whatever, years of my free time wasted on practicing this thing when I could have been going to a theme park, right? I could have been playing more civilization. <laughs> um, but but you know what? It's interesting doing all that art study because you go from you go from seeing things as uh, understanding how to see things as a line to seeing things as a shade to eventually you're just doing uh, uh, painting and, and digital painting, which is what I do, um, where you're seeing plain color that reflects light sources right wait can you and repeat that you please the you, world in a different way. can you repeat that last bit please you cut out for a second oh sorry about that um and then in the third the third stage is sort of seeing uh, if you think about an object like you can look at anything look at a can look at whatever's on your desk look at your monitor um it's you're not seeing the shape like your eyes don't see the shape this is such a weird thing to say what you're seeing is light reflected on various surfaces in various ways right some are shiny some are matte some are colors some are being hit by different light sources and they're reflecting the light but that's all you're seeing and eventually art is that it's it's just laying down these these shapes and in the fashion and the light being reflected from them with the colors um so even though i didn't per se do the art for this game. I actually did, I actually did a lot of it, did all the icons and stuff like that. Um, it, my knowledge of it, the, the time and effort that I spent in learning art was why I could make this game look as nice as it does. Cause AI art is nothing. It's a pile of randomized trash, right? <laughs> Unless, it's, a, it's a thingy approximation engine. It approximates uh, things. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, if you can't sift through it, and color match it and and pick out a theme then it's 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 worthless it's nothing so i i <laughs> guess it let me use the ar better that's nice and i'll just paint in my spare time <laughs> so the art that's is so the AI, the art is yours is what you're saying i mean i what what i'll say is i had the ability to choose it I, it's it's weird i think i think it's more the role of like an art director than an artist you know what i mean 
Um, but uh, I couldn't have made the game look as nice, anywhere near as nice, if I hadn't done all that art. Or at least that's what I tell myself, so I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> I mean, I agree with Entirely the notion. The fair. one thing I noticed is that despite it being AI art, it looks as consistent as you can make AI art look, which is to say... Mm, but it does look consistent. Which is um, the big thing that a lot of AI struggles with is because it's a thingy approximation machine, it just approximates thingies without making them uh, consistent. Yes. yes. Or merge, merge well together. Or you get the idea. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you just got to sift through it and you got to have an eye for it and you got to be flexible. And it's, it, was, it, was a weird, it was a weird journey. It was a weird journey to do it. Uh, without it, this game would look very similar to After the Empire. Which, which again is not a bad looking game, but it does have a very simplistic art style. That one, it does very, very. I mean, and it, it's not a detriment to the game, though. The game is still great. I love that game. Um, Thanks. But yeah, the art style is very. I mean, when you think, because am I remembering cor- correctly? And after the Empire, you're playing a computer, basically. Yes. Yes. So it kind of make the art style makes sense because you're playing a computer. You don't really need art if you're a computer, no. you know, which is kind of funny. <laughs> Consider what we were just talking about. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, no, the art style made sense for that thing because you're not human. Uh, you don't need pretty icons and yeah. stuff. The reviews I got, though, was and I did that on purpose. It's really funny because I had an art budget. And I was like, no, I'm going to do a super, I, I often, when I'm making a game, start going, start trying to distill it like too much, like trying to like, what is the, what's the thing in of itself that I'm going for? And can I just like the, perfectly encompass that? The and platonic I, I think, ideal of your game. Yeah. The platonic, yes, sir. Um, yeah. uh, the platonic ideal. That's the word. Um, and I, in after the empire did that. And I was like, it should be super minimalist. I'm going to make it super minimalist. I'm not going to put any art in it. And the number one feedback I got from people as to like the problem with it was that it looked so minimalistic that it didn't look like a game. Do you know what I mean? It was like too like an Excel sheet. Yes. Yeah. I know. And exactly I enjoyed an Excel sheet. I played Eve for years. <laughs> um, <but> My condolences. <laughs> Uh, our condolences, I guess. <laughs> been there, been there. We've all been there. What? We all I, make I, mistakes. I, <laughs> but I, uh, speaking of mistakes, I think I think although I uh, at the time would have stood by the like creative decision, quote unquote, or lack of creative decision of after the empire, I think it was a mistake. Uh, that's that's fair. In yeah, respect, that's fair. I mean, people, I think. People, I think these days have a a, ba- a a need for a basic type of art, I guess, in their games. Yes. Like it, it can be minimalistic, but it has to have a certain level of of artistry to it. Be art, yeah. yeah. And uh, your your training in art is never wasted, if for no other reason. And I faced this same problem in writing a book, which. I'm getting ready to publish now, but is in looking into it, I found out AI art can't be copyrighted. That's true. It can be trained, 
by other people's copyrighted art. So I said to myself, what am I going to do? And I said, oh, make friends with someone who's a commercial artist. So <laughs> uh, the way I used it was simply say, okay, here's what I want. Here's a template. Make it for me. So uh, I, I can thoroughly identify with the problem that you had. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's interesting. It can't be copyrighted. Lots of things with games can't be copyrighted. Uh, game mechanics can't be copyrighted. Um, in many ways, uh, code approaches can't be copyrighted. If people decompile my code and just reverse engineer it. Um, yeah, that's true. The composition uh, can be copyrighted as a whole, but it's, it's weird. So I just, I always got over it. Like, I remember, um, this is a funny story. Um, I was really stressed out about, uh, pirate game piracy when I started, uh, making games and and almost immediately after i put up the viceroy i was like within an hour or two uh someone pirated it because you know this protection was very weak and it just you know just immediately was up but in their description of it they gave it a really nice review <laughs> so I was like, That's funny. okay <laughs> Hey, hey, I they liked it. Hey, I pirated yeah, this. I pirated this great game. You guys, try it out. <laughs> yeah, it was just like that. Like it's it's old eighties. Oh, that's great. That is really <laughs> wow. What a journey you've you've been on with this whole thing, huh? My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so this game only took ten months to make because we we talk. Because I mean, most developers, it's like one to three years, you know, or five years or whatever, but you apparently got very, so is this in your, is this in uh, Java as well, or is this a different game engine? It's in Java and libgdx, the same as after the empire. Um, uh, the Viceroy is in Python and Pi game, which is a much rougher engine to be doing stuff in, to be honest, just, uh, especially at the time because it, uh, stopped being supported. I don't know. Oh. I don't know what its status is right now. And Python's much slower than Java. Um, and yeah, it took me about 10 months to do it. It's just, I'm just, rad I'm just radically faster than I used to be. And I, but I was in, I was in the boat of all those guys that had taken, you know, two, three years, whatever to make games before this. And I think, I think it'll kill you. I think, I think the problem is when you get past a year and a half, you just start forgetting why you started it to begin with. You start oh, second guessing all your decisions. Shit. Were, were you happy with those two games, by the way, Viceroy and After the Empire? Were you were, were you yeah, happy, I was with very happy with them? Oh, good. I was very happy with them. I thought they were great games. They are great games. I'm really proud to have made them, and I'm really happy that people enjoyed them. No, that's good. They are great games, folks. If you haven't bought them yet, do so. They're very unique. Uh, into I think the only other person that's making strategy games like you is um, Arkin Arson. How do you say their name? Arson. You know the folks who made AI War. And uh, oh yeah. Yeah, they're like the only other people in the quote-unquote space, haha, I know, that are making <laughs> strategy games that are as niche and different and yet still awesome as you guys. So, Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the great things I uh, particularly love about indie games, like the ones you're, you make, is how it allows people to be creative and different. Like, cause you know, people can play Call of Duty all day if they want to, you know, or the or Madden or whatever the latest AAA thing is. But like, the indie space is an amazing place. It, it's so yeah. amazing. You can experience <sighs> and do some wild things in it that they just would never. You'd never do that in a AAA game because they would say we're gonna we're gonna make money instead of that. <laughs> exactly, and you never would have been able to do this before digital distribution. 
either. Like, yes. you know, if you had to get your game on the store at EB or Target, forget about it. That's you not know? happening, yeah. <laughs> EB? Electro- electronics <laughs> Boutique. Oh, God, yes. Electronics Boutique uh, used to be a game store for many years until they were bought up by GameStop, which I'm sure you've heard of. Um, but uh, that was the that was the big one for a while, was Electronics Boutique, or EB. Uh, that's mm. where, when I was a kid, that's where I would go to uh, shop for games. Like, that's where I bought F-19, for example, you know? Like, lots and lots of games over the years. <laughs> and I worked for them, too, many times. Uh, yeah. and I didn't work for Babbage's, though. But I'll tell you, man, there was a mall near me that had both an EB and a Babbage's. <gasps> oh, yeah. Fucking luxury. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I could go yeah, from one to the other? Bab- <laughs> we had a Babbage's and a KB Toys, which carried a lot of, uh, not computer games, but video games. Yeah, you know what's weird? The, uh, the, 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 the mall that I just mentioned did not have a toy store. Like, the oh, smaller mall nearby did have a did have a KB, but that was, like, their only thing. They didn't have a video game store. It was weird. <laughs> so, yeah, now the malls don't have anything. Now, yeah. Oh, oh. In a way, I miss malls, and in a way, I don't. If I, it's just a slight I, tangent, because... I miss them as an activity. Yeah. I used to go, when I was uh, a kid, and play Warhammer. So there was a, there was a, uh, a the game shop here was in the mall. Yeah, so I, I remember yeah, going too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warhammer quests and stuff like that, and oh, going wow. and getting a pretzel at the food court. It was a great time. Yeah, there was one at our mall too, and so I I never played the games there because I'm not really into the tabletop thing. I needed to be electronics, mm. or I will not play. Uh, but uh, yeah, there they had a they had a game there. They had a game store there too. And I remember walking in several times and reading through like the heavy gear books and watching people play Warhammer. Um, yeah, nice. So I hate to do this, man, but we do have a hard stop in three minutes. So I'm so sorry you're late. Uh, I'm so sorry you were late because of me. I feel terrible. Um, maybe we'll, we should have you back on to make up for this. I think we'll work on that. Um, but, I'll be back anytime. Yeah, you've been, you've been really a lot of fun. I'm so sad we missed 20 minutes with you. But we do have a hard stop. We got we to gotta cut That's it. Good. Like um, so, folks, the game is The Trade Empire. It comes out in... Trade Prince. What am I doing? The Trade Prince. Thank you. I, I had after the Empire in my head. Um, <laughs> the game is called The Trade Prince. It comes out in uh, two days from when we record this. So Friday, July uh, 21st. Um, so two days. What is the price point going to be, by the way? $9.99. Uh, oh. 10% off to start. That's that's a perfect price for this. That, that That's going to make oh, it very okay. easy for people to jump on this. That is a great, great price for this. Um, well done. Uh, so, uh, thank you, dude. Thank you so much for, I'm again, I am so sorry. I'm sorry to you and I'm sorry to the audience for, I've, I've been making calendar invites for years and that was the first time and hopefully the last that I put 9:45 PM instead of AM. I am so, so sorry. I feel terrible. Totally all right. But, I appreciate uh, you having me. Oh, and we appreciate you being here. So, folks, go buy the game once it comes out in two days. Called the Trade Prince. It's right there on the stream. It's really great. It really is, especially if you like uh, slightly different logistical strategy slash puzzle games. Uh, but this, like, I don't, and I don't usually do well with logistical games, like ones that are bigger than this. But this one I clicked with, um, probably because it's mission based. 
yeah, do check it out. Uh, next week, we're working on a guest. We They haven't confirmed, so I don't know what's happening next week. Hopefully, we'll have a guest, but if not, we'll have a topic. Uh, so we'll see you next time, folks. Have a good one, y'all. Bye-bye.